0: Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers.
1: And welcome to No Church Answers. This is podcast number 313. All right? and even harder to believe is that we are up to our fourth christmas special merry christmas uh this is a christian roundtable discussion for men and we're glad you're here and where is here here is sugarland texas so grab a globe spit it up big not sure where you ended up but spit it around find texas southeast side of texas is houston southwest side of houston is sugarland and that is where we are you know We're not pastors, we're just regular guys, each on our own spiritual journey, meeting daily challenges out there while we're working and stuff, and just like you, and that's why we're here, and we're having a Christian discussion for men, and unlike others, we aren't taking any church answers, and we're glad that you've joined us. It's been called uh, deliberately provocative and unexpectedly funny, this podcast, so we're so glad that you checked it out. Our podcast is available Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and at NotYourChancers.com. so rate our podcast and leave a review, and of course, it would not be possible without your generosity and support. Last year, we explored the Word Made Flesh. Um, that's a passage from Jan, John chapter 1, which is very much part of Christmas, but You know, often overlooked in the celebration, you know, so similarly, this year we are going to look at some of the participants in the nativity, yet the ones most often taken for granted, you know, and that's the shepherds. And with that, at this time, I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce the panel. He's a former world class policy writer. Uh, He is a current professional gambler. He's also the show producer. It's Mr. Steve Titch. Yo. How hey, are you, Steve. You? He is a former prosecutor. He is an attorney. He's kind of the group historian. We call him the judge. It's Michael Cropper. Hey, Mike. Hey, hey Mike. guys. Hi, hey, guys. And he is a corporate trainer, which is industrial strength teacher.
2: Yes.
1: Kind of the group theologian. He did not go south for the winter. He went north <laughs> for the winter. And we're beaming him in from Dubuque, Iowa, scenic Dubuque. He's the professor, but also the author of this particular study, Robert Koshu. Hey,
0: Robert. Hey, everybody. Hey,
1: Robert. Is there any snow there, Robert? No,
3: <laughs> I have
4: escaped snow. Yes. escaped so far. Okay.
1: Excellent. And with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, uh, get the opening thoughts and uh, start with the professor. So the shepherds are the
4: guys who they're there all the time. The angel appeared to them. Bill will read that in a moment. And they're there. And there's a lot of questions involved in this. Why shepherds? You know, why Why were they there? You know, what made them so special that, that the angels are going to appear to them and give them this big, huge announcement? Skip Terrid skipped rome skipped the high priest didn't appear in the temple you know but but instead showed up in a field with a bunch of working stiffs and that that's really you know Bill, Bill kind of talked about it we talked about the ultimate man up story and joseph manning up to raise jesus as his stepfather you know we took we took a we took a road trip And then last year, we dove a little theologically into John chapter one. And I'd encourage everybody, go listen to our old podcast on those. They're all out there. They're all available. But this year, we're going to take a look at Christmas from the working stiff perspective. You know, what does it mean if you're just a working dude doing your job and God intervenes in your life? And that's really what the shepherds represent in this story. So, Bill? Bill?
1: Excellent, uh,
2: Steve Titch. Yeah, the, the, uh, I'm look. I'm excited about this because the shepherds, we we hit them in every time we read this passage of Luke. They're the they're practically the first ones up um, after, of course, Mary and Joseph. And no nativity scene is complete without the shepherds. Yet, yet somehow they're always in the background. Uh, if it's, it's kind of, when 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 churches do nativity scenes with the youth, it's kind of like setting up, you know, the softball game. You know the 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 you know the the handsome guy gets to be Joseph, the prettiest girl gets to be Mary, and just like you're batting ninth, the last guys picked get to be the shepherds. Yet this podcast is for you if you ever got picked to be a shepherd, because we're going to talk about how important they are.
1: Excellent uh, judge. All righty.
3: I know why we we don't talk about them. They're boring. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, folks, um, um, uh, I I looked and looked and looked and looked. Uh, I found a a little passage from Billy Halliwell. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read that to you I know I, I wrote, wrote wrote so here, here we go real quick one of the most compelling parts of the nativity are the people whom God chose to include in the story not only did God bring Jesus to Earth, he did so in an unexpected way in a barn with animals and the first to worship him were not the anointed kings or queens but the shepherds who came to the manger these people who, directly received the most powerful news in human history have become some of the most well-known figures, especially when it comes to recounting the story of Jesus' birth at Christmas. So while there's a debate over whether shepherds were truly social outcasts or not, one thing is for certain they were not at the top of the social circle. That's how God works. He uses humble, humble people to teach the proud. These men saw and they believed. Their obedience to God's word and their desire to intimately know and love Christ is something we can all aspire to have and to pray in our own heart. And the shepherds didn't just hear and see these amazing things up. They also set out to tell others about Jesus' arrival.
1: Bill? Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture. This is Luke 2, 8 through 16. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company, a heavenly host, appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to the God in the highest heavens and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Robert
4: yeah so you know I start with the question why shepherds so shepherds were integral to God's story from the very beginning you know shepherds were there Abraham left Ur; he became Abraham founder of the Jewish faith and became a raiser of sheep goats and cattle his sons you know Isaac Jacob we've talked about all of them They continued that tradition, you know, as they moved through. Moses fled Egypt, and then he tended flocks for his father-in-law. Israel's greatest king, David. You know, we did lots of podcasts on David. David started his life as a shepherd, and even included in Psalm 23, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. Shepherds. Are there throughout the entire story of God and shepherds become very important? Jesus tells many stories about sheep and parables, the lost, the lost sheep. You know, what does he do as he looks at these things? And so shepherds really do represent the working guy. And, and it's one of those I always think about it because, you know, Joseph got a Joseph got an, got a warning, you know. Um he 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 got a dream. The magi got the star and kind of knew what they were doing and followed the whole thing out. Mary got warning about what was coming down, but then the shepherds they're just out in the field doing their thing their shepherd thing and then all of a sudden the angels appear, they get the light, they get the heavenly chorus, they get the announcement and they're involved. In the story. And I think there are a lot of times, like with us as working people, as as guys that go about our daily lives, suddenly we get involved in God's story, either through someone we've met or through our interactions with people or the things we do. And I think that's really important for us because it's a lesson that we have to learn and watch. Because these guys are just normal guys. They're not special in any shape, form, or fashion. They're just guys going about doing their thing. And I think that's really what sets up them in the story of Christmas.
1: Excellent.
2: Uh, Steve Ditch. The, The other part of this that I think men should lean into is that these are night workers, and and the translation has has been handed down the they, they've been they they are keeping watch over their flocks and that's that's kind of loaded with all sorts of both practicality and symbolism but they're they're night workers and even today 20 centuries later 21 centuries later almost night workers are generally at the lower end or they have the most dangerous jobs you think of janitors come in when everybody goes home security guards working all night truck drivers um first responders probably probably the night shift when you're a police officer is the most dangerous because that's most likely when trouble is going to break out so even going back night was dangerous night was a time nobody really wanted to be out and if you were out you either had a good have a good reason for it or it was suspicious uh night for a shepherd was also a time of predators that you couldn't see uh so you really had to be on your toes uh so so it's so it really truly literally is in the dark right now and it's almost a a live example of the prophecy that light will come into the darkness
1: excellent uh judge yeah i titled this
3: little section here the shepherds are lower than blue collar workers
4: <laughs> in, in a way that time. Dad, yeah. go ahead robert no, that's what a, that's a very true statement they they were on the social status they were down on the bottom. Keep
3: going, Mike. <laughs> no, 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 no. But before I get into the little section, uh, Abel was the first shepherd. Adam's son, Abel, came mm-hmm. and killed Abel. Abel was the first shepherd. You're absolutely right, Robert. God uses a shepherd throughout the entire Bible. In fact, God will shepherd his people. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. There are all sorts of allusions to that and inferences to that. But but uh, let, let me read just a little section here. He says, uh, verse 8, folks, if you read with us now, they were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. They're living. What does living mm-hmm. mean? They don't go home. Shepherds at that time were shepherds 24-7. They didn't get to break and get to get a break unless they got a rotation from somebody in their family. If y'all remember, Joseph went out to see his, his six brothers by Leah and uh, by Leah, and 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 he went out to visit them and made them so mad they already hated him because his coat of many colors. But they took the sheep wherever needed, they needed to go to get grass. They were responsible for him, like you said, Robert. At night is especially dangerous, and they had to try to find a place to back the sheep up into a corner where nothing could get to them. So the, uh, the, the the fact is, at night, most of us men are at home and our family looks to us for protection. They didn't get to do that. If you had a wife and children as a shepherd, you didn't get to see them very often. We're fortunate enough to get to see ours. Now, food and shelter, we also understand as men, We are responsible for providing food and shelter for our family. However, like shepherds, there are some occupations, guys, in which we cannot be home to protect our families if we choose to do those occupations. The first one that we all know about is firemen, and they usually spend a couple nights per week away from home. They work 24-hour days in many locations. Also, roughnecks usually spend several weeks away from home several times a year. And then the military. Bill, you were in the military. Members of the armed forces may spend several months away from their home. So, wh- what am I getting at here? With why did God choose shepherds? You guys asked that question because they have to trust God to protect their family. That's one of the things I can say. I mean, there's got to be more reasons than that, but my immediate instinct: if I'm working one of those jobs and I can't be home to protect my family, I would worry about them. And so I've got to ask God to protect them and 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 Again, God said, I will shepherd my people, he says it in Isaiah. So anyway, uh, that's that's just a thought I wanted to throw out. Uh, we've got to trust God, and that may be one of the reasons he chose shepherds to be there at the manger and witness the, the birth of the Savior.
1: Excellent. Uh, this is podcast number 313. We'll get right back to this in just a moment. You know, but the producer and the professor they have something else that uh they wanted to mention
2: yeah uh too bad we're on zoom tonight bill because if we were in the studio i'd be able to give you a fresh five bottle pack
1: <laughs> oh of, no way
2: of, of magic mind for you to try uh magic mind has pretty much replaced my afternoon cup of coffee uh Yet I find myself just as sharp, if not more, throughout the afternoon and evening, especially on days like this, when I'm organizing both the technical end of the podcast and getting my notes together for this panel to keep up with you guys. Uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it's one of those things, you know, I'm, I've been using it now, too. And I have to be sharp. We're, we're on Zoom because Bill mentioned I'm in Dubuque, Iowa. I work for a chemical oil refining company. And I've been I was running around inside a plant all day today. And I'm at the tail end of a 12 hour day from work. And honestly, I've got to be on my game. Hey, I'm a trainer, as Bill talks about. But I'm also in very dangerous locations. And I'm responsible for training and ensuring that that happens correctly for people who are working very dangerous jobs, kind of like the shepherds we're talking about. They work at night. And so I tend to use it because I need to be on my A game, and having that in the afternoon really helps me maintain my A game.
2: Yeah, and the downside of coffee, you know, they always say just go and you know, have yourself a cup of coffee here, have some more coffee. The downside of it is that you get wired, and you know, I I I want to stay alert, but I you know want to still be a little bit mellow and get the edge off and not get irritable and impatient, which coffee tends to do to me. And a small bottle of magic mine keeps me sharp and focused. And I can enjoy my evenings better, whether I'm reading, watching a movie, playing a game with the family. I find Magic Mind indispensable. I told you this last week. Indispensable on late night poker nights. Uh so it's when, making you money. <laughs> it's got yeah. Oh, there you are.
1: Hey,
2: how's that it's for endorsement? Yeah, it's it's no, no uh no bad bets. Uh, you know, you have to be able to concentrate. But you can't have nerves and impulsiveness, and if and that's what happens to you if you're if you're strung out on coffee. Magic Mind contains
4: matcha, which contains far less caffeine than coffee, plus additional compounds called catechins that release it more slowly over time. Magic Mind also contains L-theanine, a natural stress reducer. Other ingredients include nootropics and adaptogens like lion mane mushrooms and ashwagandha. It's a natural stress reducer that's made from an evergreen tree found in Africa and Asia. It contains chemicals that help calm the brain, reduce swelling, lower blood pressure, and strengthen the immune system.
3: The way people drive around Houston, I'll welcome anything that calms the brain
1: and lowers my blood pressure. So, Steve, how much longer are you going to sit on this package? If you can't wait, Bill, you can <laughs> <laughs> if you really can't
2: wait, uh, you can find Magic Mind down. At the Sprouts Farmers Market, uh, this is this is a new a new distribution channel for them. Uh, and right now, you and our listeners can set up a subscription delivery plan online and save fifty percent by using the URL www.magicmind.com/backslash/nochurch. Use the code No Church twenty when ordering. That's www.magicmind.com backslash no church code no church 20. And Bill, now that you're going to do this, I'm putting the word out that you'll be back DJing all night raves again. And you know, you miss that.
1: Yeah. Right. As long as you don't tell my wife uh, or my pastor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so that is so much that's so awesome and, you know as we get back to uh this podcast uh 313 i really like what uh steve brought up about um some of the characteristics of uh of shepherds uh and both steve and mike were uh we're talking about them see um agriculture wise the reason why you have to be nomadic with uh sheep and goats is because not only will they eat the plant but they will literally pull the roots out of the ground they'll ruin grazing land so you have to be paying attention and you have to move sheep along as as they graze you can't leave them in one spot so you have to be nomadic um and so in the reason why they picked these uh uh shepherds i mean the characteristics of the shepherd uh shepherds had to sleep light because you had predators at night um you had to be astute during the day um to protect the sheep uh and they were outside people who were observant but also i think the really big key is that they were naturally responsible you had to be a responsible person to to uh to be good at that particular job. And think about this, if you're outside and you're observant and something miraculously happens, to me, that's something that happened in the natural state. And it's easier for me to believe that it actually happened as opposed if I see a video or if I'm inside. These guys, Actually, I feel experienced this through their whole being. And I think that's why that it was not a big deal for them to go to Bethlehem. Heck, we're nomadic. Let's just roll the tents up and let's roll, fellas. Because that I mean, that's what they do. I mean, it would be harder to get someone that was in their house. Ooh, that's kind of scary to me. I think I'll better just huddle down here. You know, I don't want to get frightened. Whereas you're out there, you're out there uh, with some alpha males that are watching sheep. Man, this is the big deal. Hey, let's go, fellas. Let's take a road trip. We got the sheep. We're used to moving why not steve
2: (laughs) yeah actually that's a great take i'd even hadn't thought about it like that they were they were primed for this and so so even while we talk about them kind of being at the low end of the social spectrum and being the first to hear about this they and, and and you look at it if you look at it carefully, they aren't precisely invited to go. They are told no. about it, and they make the decision. Hey, let's go see this thing. Hey, hey, let's go see this let's amazing check it thing. Out. And, and of course, you know, this comes after this experience with the the heavenly host, uh, and and so they're they're dazzled, and they they go down. They 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 take it upon themselves to go down and and check it out, and that that's really. Well, there's a there's a good man story there they check it out they're um they're you know this is this is this this definitely got their attention it 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 stimulated their imagination they went down and find everything just the way it was foretold to them or just the way it was reported to them because by now it was happening so you can't say it's foretold is it, it's there and then as we're told they go out and and tell everyone about it, and I have this I have this picture that uh, after they they find Jesus in the manger, dawn is beginning to break, and they're they're going into Bethlehem, and the town is waking up, and they're saying, "Hey, the the Messiah is born," and like what 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 news to to wake up to.
1: Yeah, and I'd like to put one other thing out there uh, for pe- that people don't uh, often understand. They said they put the baby in the manger and people <laughs> think, oh man, a cold, hard place. Absolutely not in the winter. When you raise cattle and you put them inside, they they just radiate heat. It's just amazing, and and a like a manger with hay and stuff. I tell you what, it is a seductively warm and inviting kind of environment that because you've got all the bedding and stuff for the for the animals. So it's not, it's he wasn't put in a cold warehouse you know and (laughs) like and like that's what some people think oh a barn it's unheated well yeah it's unheated until you get the animals in there you know that's an interesting perspective
2: and it actually lends more credibility to the story where if you can't find a place if you can't find room in the inn you might go go to the park a a barn. well not of course go to the park go to the barn where there, yeah. there's is, there's is heat and and shelter shelter and heat so it isn't just um it, it there's 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 a certain degree of logic there that we hear in our industrialized society miss that's a good point Good, thank you again farmer, yeah. farmer. <laughs> there, right. Right. a couple of points about the shepherds uh, and i mentioned it earlier There, are
3: they're, they're Shepherds, what viewed a little lower than blue-collar workers, but mm-hmm. but God is boy, God has so used that that would embarrass anybody that said that because you've got um you've got Abraham was a a shepherd, you have Jacob was a shepherd, and he's brilliant, he's a brilliant man, and you have King David, who was a shepherd to begin with. Apparently, God uses or places some of these people in that possession as a shepherd to, to uh, to guide or teach their heart, because David had a heart after God's God's own heart, and God, again, he called himself a shepherd in Isaiah, and Jesus himself said, "I am the good shepherd, and the sheep know my and know and hear my voice, and they will follow me when I call them." So, it's like the basis to a a a caring person becomes a shepherd or 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 it reflects the heart of a shepherd so anyway that's just a thought because well it's 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 again
2: how again something to think about how many jobs do we consider i'll be flat out frank how many jobs are there that we consider ourselves above and how and then (laughs) if we think more how important are those jobs to basically making our life work um, and 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 I'd like you to help us because, because I know that Robert, you've done some research about why those Shepherds were there specifically and and how it might pertain to I mean we we all know that December 25th was a date chosen. It is not the date that yeah Christ was born, but the fact that the Shepherds are where they are, what does this tell us about the time of year it, it, and who though what those Shepherds were doing? and why they were important at that moment. Yeah, there,
4: there's some speculation that, that this is probably spring because that's when they're going to be out in the fields with the sheep. But the, the second part of it is is they're out in between Bethlehem and Jerusalem, and there is some speculation that these are actually the sheep that get sold at the temple. So they're watching the sacrificial lambs that are there that get sold that represent the sacrifice That Christ makes eventually
2: the Passover lamb. Yeah, the Passover
4: lamb. Yeah, well, and and even and even and even a little more interesting to me than that is these are probably the lambs that were sold in the money changers area at the Mm -hmm. temple court where Jesus had we're going to say discussions Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the money changers you know when he drove them out and and I, I want to kind of circle back to you guys talking a little bit about the the working guys you know because you know I'm wearing if you saw me if you've seen some of our video podcast by the way on our YouTube channel there there is one go look at the armor of God and you could see kind of what I dress like on a lot of days when I'm out out doing what I do now I've got work clothes on that are twice as thick as normal and jeans and boots and Say I'm not wearing my safety glasses now because they're rather distracting, but you know, all of that. And and there are people that would not touch a job inside a chemical plant or refinery with a 10-foot pole because it's unsafe and it's that nasty oil stuff and all the other things. But if the guys that I work with didn't do what they were doing, so the plant I'm at today is a fertilizer plant, um, fertilizer helps us feed. more people on 30% less land in essence. So we'd all be near starvation, (laughs) basically, (laughs) or have a lot more agriculture and a lot less land for people to live on. And and so, you know, those guys, and so these are the guys that they come and look at and sneak preview, go look, go watch the Chosen's pilot episode. the messengers. And, and it, it cracks me up because they're sitting there and they make fun of each other. It, it's guys around the lunchroom, you know, Oh, he brought him a stew. You know, that's why she left. Cause we know what kind of, what kind of cook she is, you know, and one guy says something, it's Rome, Rome. It's always about Rome. Can't you talk about something else? <laughs> you know, and, 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 and it, and it goes back to, you know, I had lunch with the group of guys. I had lunch lunch today with a group of guys and one guy brings up the Chicago Bears and it's a bunch of Packer fans up here oh my god the Bears what are you going to say what about the Packers you know but it was those same conversations that you would picture these shepherds having with each other as they're sitting out there going about their daily business before they get called into and I think they're watching over something that's very important the Passover lamb Steve as you alluded to and they're taking part, they're, 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 they're at their point where they're the spoke in the wheel of tying together the Passover lamb with the birth and entry of Christ into the world. And putting those two pieces together so that the pieces come together that start here. You know, I I often have commented, and I think I did last week, that the churches that don't do Advent or celebrate a church calendar year miss out on a lot because they don't understand the entry of Christ into the world, followed by the Epiphany, followed by what we call Lent, that period of time, setting up the Passion Week, running to Easter, to Pentecost, to the, the church age, and then the recycling of that. It all starts here with the tie-in to the end at the end of the day.
1: Excellent. Uh, you know, the the thing about it is, uh, as we're coming down to the uh, tie-up of the Christmas podcast and we tie this to men, you know, when you were naming off all the shepherds uh, that's in the Bible that we're talking about, The core values of each of them kind of stood out to me that each of them had to be responsible, uh, ultimately, to be a successful shepherd. And when you're out there, you had to be observant. But the final thing that each and every one of them, they were all men of action. They didn't just sit there and observe. they were responsible. But when it came right down to it, let's roll and I think a lot of times we just sit and wait and wait and wait for a sign, whereas the sign might be down the road a little bit. <laughs> so you might want to move so you get to the sign. And I think sometimes, uh, particularly in the Christmas season, um, we're we just don't pay attention. I know, I know myself. Uh, it kind of creeps up on me. And then, wow. Um, uh, Then I have to sit back and reflect how this uh, affects me and being a shepherd in my own life. Judge?
3: Uh, We are shepherds in our families. We are protectors. We are responsible for our wife, our children, and we make the decisions as a shepherd would as if he were out in the field. The difference is that we... Again, get to live in a house. Uh, we get to enjoy the comfort of air conditioning, heating. Uh, many of us get to go to the grocery store and buy our food. We don't have to forage it like the shepherds would or take it with us, however they had to do. We, uh, You have to really stop and think about how rough they had it. And guess what, guys? There is still shepherds keeping flocks, Even today, I believe there's uh, 26 million lambs come out of New Zealand every year from herds of sheep. So it's not a dead Mm -hmm. occupation. They do have digital farms and do have a lot of things that they didn't have back with the shepherds during Christ. But the fact is, is if I were to apply this to real life today, we are shepherds. We just don't call ourselves self-shepherds
1: bill excellent uh and with that we're going to go ahead and take our second break this
0: is no church answers we'll be right back hey pastors Pastors and church church leaders Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at live show at manupmedia.org. And now back to the fellows of Man Up.
1: And welcome back. This is No Church Answers. Merry Christmas. We are uh, talking about shepherds and their role in the christmas story professor
4: yeah it it's it's really it it's that shepherd and and we've kind of started talking now about how we're shepherds in our lives we're we're called to be shepherds of our resources we're called to be shepherds of our family and we're called to be shepherds most importantly in our community and if you think about it a shepherd leads he leads with the crook of, with your shepherd's crook and he leads the sheep where he needs them to go and that's part of our calling as christians is to really lead god's people and to really lead people to christ and that is the one calling that we all have that we can't escape and the shepherds really represent that throughout the bible and then get thrown in here into the christmas story has a representation of what every man is really called to do to lead them out and to lead in our community at any given moment.
1: Excellent. Uh
2: Steve ditch Yes. Um as you said, Bill, men of action and it's so important, even if they are at the lower end. Because again, like we, we we learned this is kind of a church answerist thing. The low the for the last should be first. Um, But when you mentioned uh, that the shepherds weren't sitting around, they had to keep moving around. They kept doing those things. I just thought of the higher echelons and Herod, Herod was the guy we could we can imagine. He was sitting around in his palace for two. and, And if you go back into our to our Magi study, we talk about this. It's it's probably two years go by before the doorbell rings and three Magi are outside. And they say, "Hey, we think the prophesied Jewish Messiah was born," and that throws the palace into a tizzy because Herod has to call his his priests in, he has to call his experts in, his his own staff has to look up Malachi for the prophecy about Bethlehem, and it's and then what sadly follows is the the massacre of the innocents. But what the sheriffs find out. Within hours, maybe minutes of it happening, um, it takes Herod at the very top, the king of the Jews, the nominal king of the Jews, doesn't. This doesn't end up on his radar till two two more years. Um, so, what's going on in the you know at the lower echelons? People are maybe talking about this. I, I we we don't know because the narrative jumps ahead um with aside from the 12 you know the the finding at the temple it jumps ahead uh 30 years um but the news of the arrival was made known to a group of shepherds who went out and their first thing to do was to go out and tell people about it they were the first ones you might say to spread the beginning of the gospel and they men of action they kind of said hey this is this is the gospel ain't going to spread itself
1: right and you think about it if the uh if it wasn't shepherds if it came to somebody that was just in their home (laughs) it would be gossip it would Mm -hmm. spread as gossip as opposed with shepherds going from location to location so that's i i imagine i assume they covered a lot more ground than someone uh, who was just in town, Michael Cropper?
3: Yeah, the the um, fascinating thing again about how God broke the news to him of the uh, of the Messiah was through a single angel telling him that a child is born who is the Messiah, and then a whole group of angels stand and whether they sing the Hallelujah chorus or what they do. They talk about the Messiah, and and we talked about this, I think, last week in Advent, about the the angels proclaiming that in fact a a a son of God is being born, that the government will be on his shoulders, and the um, I, I guess the guidance of Israel will be here in all manners, and and so the the shepherds themselves got to see such a brilliant, dazzling display of God to which we don't know of any other time it occurred. So they were able to go and share this gospel message because they actually saw the angels and the brilliance with which God presented the gospel. So that to me is just fascinating. So that's why I'm always inspired, and I love to read this, this particular passage, we would read it every year at Christmas time on Christmas Eve with my kids. And and that I know you talked about having a tradition, Robert, of going to the Chinese buffet after.
2: Yes, after we do. Yes.
3: <laughs> every year. <laughs> and Steve talked about it. doing. And, and Steve says, let's have traditions, but let's keep it simple and enjoy the mm-hmm. holiday. I remember him saying that from the passage. So um, this to me, I would always read this passage with my kids. And that was a tradition we did uh on christmas eve bill
1: excellent uh
2: steep no one's insignificant in the eyes of god uh there's uh and no matter where the shepherds f- fell in their social order no matter what people thought of them they were the first to hear about the messiah's birth that that tells you something about where they stand in terms of you know the 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 heavenly uh, org chart or the heavenly where where they're favored and again shepherds are so important why we shouldn't even be surprised <laughs> if, if we right. if we have made it all the way through you know the the old testament narrative why why wouldn't shepherds be the first to hear
1: Excellent. Uh, and finally, a takeaway from you, Professor.
4: Yeah, never under underestimate the little guy. You know, the, the unimportant people are often the one that God chooses to speak to and through. And when we overlook that, we really don't realize the impact they can have, not only on us, but on society and on our faith. And the shepherds throughout scripture, represent the group that God uses to tell his story and these are just the ordinary working guys who go and tell God's story
1: excellent Uh, and I just wanted to reiterate uh, just uh, an idea Uh, if you're a shepherd you got to be observant you got to be resourceful and you got to be responsible. But most importantly, just like being a Christian, being a shepherd, you got to be a man of action. And thanks so much for tuning in. And once again, thanks so much to all of our sponsors, our supporters, magic mind. And on behalf of uh producer Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, On Location, Robert Koshu. <laughs> My name is Bill Cox. Our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please write our podcast and leave a review. And if you have any questions or comments, you can go to our Facebook page, which is nochurchanswers.com, and post it there. And if you're unable to attend a church, check out Sugarland <coughs> Baptist Church streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, sugarlandbaptist.org. It starts sundays at 9 45 a.m and when you're ready we encourage each and every one of you to join a local bible-based church why local so you'll go and participate and find a small group abf adult bible fellowship or sunday school class that you can join for small group discussions like this and find one that is men only and if there is one start one and don't take any church answers and have a merry christmas
0: You've been listening to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. Tell us what you think. Leave a comment or review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content.